I was like, please don't be entering your social security <laughs> number on the air. <laughs> oh my. Welcome to Endeavor, a podcast about making discoveries in the world and in ourselves. Hi everyone, I'm Jess. I'm Paige. And we're here with our very first Endeavor ah! guest, Whoa. Joanna. Sh- should I give the announcement about the credit <laughs> scores or no? Yeah, that's why we have you here to yes. talk about credit scores. Joanna's been trying to remember her social security oh. number to enter it into Do we a credit tell report. This to the <laughs> So Joanna is a very, very good friend of ours, but she's not new to the podcast world. I don't know. I was on. I don't know if I still am or what's up. <laughs> so, but in the past, I was involved in a podcast and I really did enjoy that podcast. We had some creative differences, which <laughs> I always hated when people said that. But like I was telling Paige and Jess, that's just how it goes. You try things and things evolve and either you stick with it or you you go on your own journey and it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay okay. Juan Pablo there for the same (laughs) can we just start a podcast it's okay where people just share their failures and we just we'll just say it's okay okay. (laughs) that's actually a great idea like people because you always hear podcasts of like I started this and it succeeded. Like, can we have a podcast without <laughs> your failures? But then, you know, hopefully it led them to something else. But then but like, Andy will come on and be like, it's not okay. <laughs> We're referring to The Bachelor, by the way, uh, Juan Pablo. So this might be our very first Endeavor episode that has actually fit the original purpose Stop of our it. podcast what was our original because we originally were so, like yeah. we're gonna do a podcast about trying new things oh, so each right. episode will be about trying something new well we're like 21 episodes in and this is the first one <laughs> is, it, is it really yeah because we i mean we've tried new things we just haven't talked about we it. haven't like dedicated a whole episode to it okay true true gotcha so joanna mm-hmm. is our resident yoga expert and oh, no. um, we still we need to go to a park and do yoga, actual mm-hmm. yoga, because mm-hmm. goat yoga. <laughs> we could we could start Thursdays in the park and we could start a meetup <laughs> on Facebook and actually show up to them. <laughs> Mothly meetings. So Joanna does yoga all the time. Uh, I have tried yoga once in a, a goat yoga class, so that mm-hmm. barely counts. A couple months ago, Joanna invited us to try goat yoga with her, and Paige and I were just like, yeah, why not? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, goat yoga is a good start because it's, there's so many distractions like the goats, Mm -hmm. and it's, you feel the less pressure that it's just you there with the movement. Mm -hmm. Like you can, the goats are there with you, so it's like that comfort. So it's a good start. If you want to do a yoga class, but you... You know, you don't want people to look at you or your body or anything. Add goats. Everyone's looking at the goats. (laughs) Add goats, add puppies. There's so many different things. So can we start from the beginning? We showed Mm -hmm. up to this place and they were like, do you want to take your goat to the yoga spot? (gasps) So they like handed us goats that we got to then carry to the little pavilion that they did the goat yoga at. And that was so precious. 
So we carried some goats over to the pavilion. This was during the pandemic, so they were at like 50% or 25% capacity. Yeah, it still seemed pretty full. It did seem pretty full, but they had everyone spaced out at least six feet. They said masks were optional, but then they had everyone find their spot, and then they started the class, but most of us were pretty distracted by the goats. And again, that's the thing with, that's something more for fun with yoga, but animals and yoga combined can be a powerful experience. Mm -hmm. But when you already have that connection with the animal, like we were just, there were so many goats that we just, (laughs) we couldn't get to that point yet. I I did something strenuous though, because the next couple of days I was pretty sore and we were there for like, what, an hour? Well, and and it's, sorry, I just interrupted you. Oh, that's okay. I was just going to say, I probably did like 15 minutes of actual like poses Mm -hmm. and yoga, but I was so sore the next couple of days. So everyone thinks that it, which some yogas are relaxing. It just depends on what type you're doing, but any sort of movements and stretches that aren't familiar to your body at first, you just have to like be patient with yourself and give it a try. Because at first your body's like, what is this? What is this pose? <laughs> My mind was like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, which and- is really tough because then you can't like focus. Mm-hmm. You're just wondering like why? Why am I? Why is this pose helping me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and the mind always has to try to rationalize everything. It's almost like self-sabotaging you because it is overthinking everything. Like you're thinking, how does my body look? Why do I feel like this? This isn't relaxing. This isn't. Mm -hmm. So it's like the struggle between the mind and the body. And I think in yoga, when you can get the mind and the body on the same page, which that takes a lot of work and practice because it is like a muscle. It's like training your mind to not be judgmental and just to be an observer. At first, you basically just have to ignore your mind because your mind's going to tell you to stop. Your mind's going to tell you that you look like an idiot and that you aren't getting anything out of it because your mind like likes what it likes and what it's used to. It's like, why aren't we doing what we normally do on a Friday night? Which, <laughs> who knows what that is? Why am I not sitting on a couch, not moving a muscle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly what's always running through my mind is like, I don't feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. Why don't I feel relaxed? I'm doing this wrong. I should Mm -hmm. stop. Or I'll just keep going and I'll be like telling myself, relax, relax, relax. You should be relaxing. Why aren't you relaxed? But isn't, isn't meditation more about relaxation? Like the difference between meditation and yoga. Like when I think of meditation, I think just you're like, you're, you're still and you're reflecting. I don't know whether you're supposed to be like, thoughtful or if you're trying to quiet your mind depends on the type okay but But, then yoga is like a lot of movement right yes meditation can be just as uncomfortable if not more though because sitting with your thoughts at least in yoga sometimes when you can get in the groove you can be distracted by focusing on the pose or your posture sometimes it's a nightmare to meditate and be stuck with your thoughts but when you can get past that point of uncomfortableness then you can reach relaxation. I think that's like the threshold of to get to the relaxation. It's like a certain level of uncomfortableness, Mm -hmm. especially with a physical body that hasn't been stretched or moved in a while because, you know, long day or just you haven't stretched in a while. There's things that need to be released. Like you're going to be stiff. You're going to be tight. But to get to that relaxation, you have to open up those areas and lean into those areas. 
And obviously, like, if you, there is just completely relaxation yoga where you are taking it very slow. Each move is slow. You're holding each pose slow. You're using props. The lighting is dim. You got candles. So you can do yoga that's very slow and relaxing. But there is always going to be a level of, because stretching should not be completely comfortable. There should be a level of uncomfortableness or you're not releasing. I just think of all the weird positions I put my body in all day. You know, whether <laughs> Your posture literally just changed. <laughs> I know, even just thinking about it right now. And then also, when you are in these poses or asanas, you realize... Like, I have pain in my shoulder, or I have pain in my clavicle, or I have pain in my stomach, or it's like areas that you kind of ignore throughout the day become magnified. Magnified? Yeah. When you do yoga or meditation. But those are areas that you should know and that you need to give extra love and attention to. You're a true yoga teacher. Wisdom. I feel like you are already, like, this should be your job. <laughs> well, I'm actually doing a the full yoga teacher training because I have some, but not, you know, the level I want to be at. How long have you been doing yoga? Like, what got you started on it? See, this stresses me out because oh, I'm sorry. I, no, <laughs> this is where I've been trying to figure out this answer for years. Like, everyone has such a great answer of like, I was in a dark place. I was sick. I don't, like, I honestly don't know when I started yoga. Do you know when I started? <laughs> and it stresses. I would know. Me, it stresses, like, here. did I start in college? Did It stresses me out that I can't remember when I started or what made me. I literally don't remember what my first yoga class was or what. I feel like you started, like, end of high school, early college. Okay. Am I right? But I wonder what it was that made me. I remember you going to yoga classes. I just know that I've always been, like, inflexible and I've always just felt tight and mm -hmm. stiff and I do run a lot so I felt like I need to do something that because I didn't stretch at all who stretches <laughs> so then um I think I started to go to yoga to get a stretch but then I realized there was a lot more to it and I actually started to understand my body and listen to my body but I wish I had this magical moment, but it, it kind of scares me that I can't even remember when or why I started because people ask me that all the time and I wish I had inspiration for them, but I don't. Maybe it's just so much a part of you that it's just always been there. I'm very bad about when people ask why. And this is something I've been trying to work on with yoga. I have a meditation class that I'm taking and she wants me to write down why my whys and that's like the most stressful question to me because I don't know why you are more of a visual person than like a verbal person like mm -hmm. I feel like it would be hard for you to put it into words yeah it's more of a feeling because we always talk about our spiritual like how we speak how God speaks to us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like for me it's always feelings and nature and mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how does nature and yoga connect for you? It's like almost the same thing, like listening to your body during yoga and then listening to nature when you're in nature. Because you can be, again, so distracted and your mind can be everywhere when you're in nature. But there's hidden clues and messages in nature to help ground and center you. And same thing with your body and yoga. 
Like your body's giving you clues and messages. It's so hard to put into words because it is just this feeling. I wish I could put it into words. I, I, I think that's why it's like yoga and meditation seems so much easier for you than it does for me, for mm-hmm. example, because every time I've tried to do yoga or meditation, my mind just wanders mm-hmm. and I start thinking about other stuff. So it's really hard for me to just slow down my mind and mm-hmm. focus on feelings. It sounds like when you do yoga, you're not connected to your body. You're only connected to your mind. Mm-hmm. So we need to find you a yoga that can... Because like when you're dancing, you're focused on your body and Yeah, music. I'm not thinking in words. You need more of that... Env- I feel like environment's important to you. Like the goat yoga, you're not going to be able to focus. Or even just like a class of us, you're not going to be able to connect with your body. Because us and I'm our... thinking too much about what people are like Exactly. Thinking. That's I feel like you need an evening yoga, lights need to be out, Himalayan salt lamps and candles, <laughs> and then kind of like at the end of your day, and you need like a deep, slow stretch. And that's why like the clothes, like the as cheesy as it is, they're yoga clothes, because you need to be in clothes that you feel like you can actually move around in. Like you can't be in jeans, like you need to be, and even when you're meditating, you need to be in things that you can allow your body just to like look as weird as it like just let your stomach expand let everything expand and just you have to be able to just let everything look weird Mm -hmm. because that's part of yoga is weird i mean if you're thinking about it too much your mind is like this is weird i like this is a child like like some of the poses are like things you did as a baby like happy baby pose There's poses that are literally things you did as like a baby and a small child. And when you were a baby and a small child, you were so flexible and so open. Your mind like didn't care about being in those poses. But now as an adult, your mind's just like, no, this is childlike. You made such a good point that I I need to think about yoga as more like a dance. Because mm-hmm. that I feel like I could I could get into that way faster. Yeah artistic yoga elastic yoga more of like moving your body in like a poetry like, so should i play music like yeah okay yeah that's and it not an anti-yoga thing. yeah it doesn't okay. just have to be that zen music it can be whatever music and i do think maybe for you like having the lights out and just calming lights if you're like too distracted by things man that is a good idea for like an exercise we should do um like uh but then I worry that we're gonna be distractions to you because I think the three of us together are very silly. No, see if we all go into Paige's basement and turn the lights yes. off, we all have our own space and we turn on a song or something yeah. and we just move. Can we try that next Thursday? <laughs> yes. And him I'll bring seven fifty two. It's seven fifty two. I will bring my Himalayan salt lamps. Perfect. Nice. But we'll those are gonna it. make light. What? Aren't those going to make we light? Just we want darkness. We can bl- well, wear blindfolded. Well, that's, it's okay. going to be like a, it's going to be a, <laughs> just take my glasses masks. off. I won't see anything anyway. There you go. It's going to be a dark, calming light with shadows. Okay. Nice. Well, Joanna just gave me some great advice. Paige, okay. How does, I need some yoga therapy. Yeah. What's, yeah. <laughs> where do you find your issues with yoga? I, hmm. I feel like my issue is, and I've been struggling with this a lot recently, is productivity. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with doing certain activities because my mind doesn't classify them as productive Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have I have 
issues with my clavicle. Like mm-hmm. I have issues with my bone structure and I tend to ignore it because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I've got better things to do. Just shut up clavicle. <laughs> and I just go about my day. So it's not until my body is like screaming that I realize I need to do something. And then I'm like, all right, do these exercises, do this, get back to normal and then forget it, move on next thing. Mm -hmm. And my mind, I think is just too built to prioritize like what needs to be done. And I put myself at the bottom or like my body, especially at the bottom. I feel like I take very good care of my mental health. I just do not, I I don't take care of my bodily functions because my body just kind of, I'm very lucky. Like I have a fast metabolism Mm -hmm. I guess and I don't really watch what I eat very much but I do think there are things going wrong that I'm just ignoring because I'm like well I've lasted this long I'll just keep plugging away so it's hard for your mind to rationalize why you even need to do yoga yes so again the mind is getting in the way yeah and you want that not instant result or instant fix but it's since you you know you don't know you aren't familiar with yoga how are you to know mm-hmm. it's it's hard to remind the mind like this is like a muscle I'm building a process like I'm becoming more connected when we have pain that could be prevented through like stretching I'm not saying like yoga can cure and solve all of your pain but mm-hmm. pain that's caused by our work or by sitting can we can relieve that through stretching and it sounds like you would need more of yin and restorative yoga since you're very like rushed in it like I feel like a vinyasa or another rushed practice would just make your mind even more let's get this done you need with your mind to be like no we're slowing down and we're listening to areas of pain Mm -hmm. since you ignore them and who who doesn't you know what I mean that's completely normal but for you I feel like it's so important because if since you ignore these areas and push them away until they become a problem mm-hmm. but like yoga is when those areas are like hey hey <laughs> hey hey and then the mind's like uh n- we got better things to do clavicle yes. sorry uh my mind is constantly doing that and I'm really struggling right now because I'm so overproductive that mm. I combine things And I'm just like, all right, I need to spend time with God, but I also really need to work on my stickers. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make some godly stickers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm like, why is my mind doing this? So what (laughs) if you could combine, um, like, at the end of your yoga practice, when you're in Shavasana, laying down, you spend that time in spiritual prayer. Mm -hmm. So you can, you've already kind of worked the body. Your, Your mind is saying... This isn't productive, blah, blah, blah. But you Mm -hmm. do the yin restorative practice. And then at the end, you try to talk to God. I mean, your Mm -hmm. mind is still going to mess with you and say those stickers and (laughs) and other things. But because once you've like relaxed the body or, you know, even if it wasn't the most relaxing practice, if it was strenuous or uncomfortable at the end, you're still more focused than you would be just randomly going into your room and trying to pray. Mm-hmm. So combining isn't always bad as long as if my mind is in the right place. Well, that's a lot of pressure. To, your mind most likely isn't going to be. If your mind's in the right place, you don't need to do yoga or meditation anymore. You're good. Your mind is going to be 
resistive, like you said, with especially with everything going on in the world. Yeah. It's it's going to be hard to rationalize why you even need to do it. Mm-hmm. How do you tell your mind or your body? Because I know with me, like, I was doing exercises. I was even, we went to the gym for, like, a little while. Mm-hmm. And during that time, like, my body felt better, like I was in less pain. Mm-hmm. But once the pain is gone, I'm just like, all right check we're good and then moving on like how do you i mean well if you just go back to the same routines then the same thing's gonna happen right so it's just yeah. forming those habits i guess and also it's like we're gonna see how strong we can get yeah because i think i need to form it into something productive so like mm-hmm. telling myself that i am going to get stronger or mm-hmm. like i am going to be more flexible mm-hmm. and like work towards a goal like i never knew i was such a goal-oriented person I just never realized that until, like, the past year or so. Like, I just am so project-driven. And I don't know if the pandemic is escalating that, but (laughs) uh, it's at dangerous, like, heights right now. (laughs) Well, that's another thing about (laughs) yoga and meditation. It's, like, mini discoveries Mm -hmm. that sometimes you'll have either mid-practice or when you're meditating. It's just, like, these aha moments. Mm -hmm. But you can't, like, expect them every time and be trying to have them. or then That's the hardest thing. And then those expectations. Because social media does make yoga just seem like... It's made it very cheesy, Mm -hmm. social media. People... You know, they post these pictures and they're and then these long captions that I just I don't think that that's you know, that's great that you had that aha moment during your practice. But then people also think like, oh, well, if I just do this YouTube practice, I'm going to have that aha moment she had. Mm -hmm. Little do we know that was after like 20 yoga sessions and 20 meditation sessions and. I just think yoga's become very, it's almost become like a joke in a sense mm-hmm. when you think of yogis. Mm-hmm. Well, social media, once again, is giving people unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. And it's taking away the genuineness of it and like mm-hmm. the value of it. And then the whole concept of being woke, like yoga people love to think that they're woke. And it's just like, calm down. Sometimes you don't always need to lecture people. Like, everyone has their own individual practice. Mm -hmm. If you're having a stressful day or if you're carrying a lot of stress, is yoga your outlet, would you say, or meditation? Yes, but I think it more helps prevent you getting to that point. Like, it builds builds that immunity. (laughs) Because... I think that's a dangerous, that's almost like just making it a quick fix. Yes, yoga and meditation can help you realize where the stress is coming from. And like sometimes you just have to feel stressed and then release it. Like I just, it that's dangerous to say that, oh, I had a bad day. I'll just do this practice and it'll instantly go away. It's like it needs to be the routine of doing the practice And then you can even know before you're getting to that point of stress. I also think it's important to be stressed, which is controversial in 2020. Well, they say say there's good stress stress and bad stress. (laughs) I think the problem is that we, we need to know how to deal with stress. And if 2020 has taught us nothing, it's taught us that like, Things can go bad. And, like, I feel like we have been blessed to be very comfortable. We need to be able to know, even if we have stress, 
it's gonna be okay even if it's not okay like we're just gonna have to like get through it the stress is there to kind of motivate you yes i like i i worry about the culture of like you trying to eliminate all stress and because i see people who are i would consider too carefree Mm. and i i think that's just as dangerous because you also need to be in reality I don't think stress is just something that you can eliminate. I just think you need to like equip yourself to be like, once you can deal with stress, then stress affects you less. I feel like that's a really good place to be. And that's better than the quick fixes. Mm -hmm. Because that's like a never ending, like a treadmill, like you're just always going to be, there's no answer to that. I feel like some people who are very confident and have high self-esteem have had more stress in their life, but they don't define it as stress. We would, mm-hmm. but they've just been able to reframe stress and make it kind of like you said, goal oriented and like mm-hmm. motivating them. I think I struggle with like what I was saying about my body when my body is in pain, mm-hmm. I just wait till it's screaming and then I'll do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I think I handle stress very similarly. Like I will cover it up or just Mm -hmm. get quick fixes until I can't take it anymore. And then I just like, I have to, I don't know. You have a meltdown. I have a meltdown. (laughs) Yes. Because I don't really, especially like having a job that can be very stressful, Mm -hmm. especially in COVID. Yeah. And I have to keep my cool constantly. And then I come home and I don't want to stress out my family. And I'm always worried about stressing other people out. So I feel like I need to, like, hide my stress or ignore it or, like, quickly, like, watch something happy on TV or, like, hang out with Carolina or just, like, get those little fixes and then just jump back in. So, like, detaching from reality. Like, you aren't in reality in a sense. I mean, you're in your reality, but... Yeah. You're trying to escape to Hell's Moving because Castle. Y- I know. <laughs> you I'm just are. Like, I can't deal with this, so I just completely escape for like 20 minutes, and then I just am like, all right, I had 20 minutes of freedom. Now I'm back. <laughs> like working where you were during COVID-19, that is very stressful. It is. And like it's acknowledging the reality of that. Like mm-hmm. that's... Like the past couple mm-hmm. months just have been such a test on how I take care of myself because so much of what I do and what the world is right now is me worrying about other people and taking care of other people and again I put myself at the bottom until like Mm -hmm. myself can't handle it and then Mm -hmm. I have to do something about it but I won't give myself the time and then I'm just like back in again until it breaks again you're so. coping with the buildup rather than, like, the triggers yeah. that get you to that point. Yeah. I don't know. Stress is just, like, such a different animal right now for me. Like, I've never had to deal with stress like this. Mm-hmm. Long-term. Long-term stress. Like, it's not like one day is a stressful day. It's like weeks and months are stressful. Mm-hmm. Do you know when you're getting to the point of it's... Yeah. <laughs> I know. I yeah. I feel it cuz like I'll just I usually comes out as anger. Like mm-hmm. something will tip me off and I'll just get very angry, but I won't like lash out cuz I'm just mm-hmm. I'm not like a 
yelly kind of person, but like I'll just get really, really frustrated and I'll just kind of break down. But not even cry, I'll just be like disappointed in everything. I just like push down. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know how to describe mm-hmm. what I go through. I so, get what you mean. Because you're, you're like pushing it down where you don't have to deal with it. But then the more pressure that you put on it, like it's going to build up to eventually it's going to explode. Yeah. But I never actually explode. It's just like constant. You like, implode. Pushing down. Yeah. Implode. But I think it explodes in your body, maybe like a manifestation of pain. Yeah. Because I definitely mm-hmm. feel more pain when I'm stressed. So like that's definitely connected. Other people are allowed to be angry and freak out, but why don't you give yourself that same grace? You put so much pressure on yourself. You could also be like, I need 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you never do that because you're too, <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're just, you don't, like, you're always thinking of others. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's important to acknowledge your stress and, talk to somebody about it because that's how I deal with stress usually is like I unload on somebody else who's willing to listen yeah which is why like I value my family and my friends so much Mm -hmm. because it's not that I'm pouring my burden onto them but they're willing to like help me sort through it yes yeah no and I do that with you we do that with each other all the time yeah that's huge if I didn't have that, then I think I would explode instead yeah. of implode. <laughs> yeah. It's just so hard not to take on other people's energies. Yeah. So, like, uh, if, if a preach, amen. <laughs> visitor comes up to you angry and stressed about something, it's so hard for you to not let that affect you. But there are like grounding and shielding practices you can do. Are we empaths? What does empath even mean? Is that we're empathetic? That's another like, that's another that's a whole different trigger thing? word. Empath. <laughs> everyone's an everyone's em- using everyone's empath. an empath. Okay, well maybe we don't want to go there. But <laughs> like what you were saying about matching people's mm-hmm. energies because mm-hmm. I feel like recently I've been like bombarded with just like mm-hmm. anger. And I feel like I have to like de escalate a lot of people right now. And if I'm approached with that, then I feel like because I have to de-escalate it, like I'll take it on because like I'm de-escalating them, but I'm taking on anger because I'm like, I shouldn't have to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And like, you're making me angry and I have to calm you down. But now I'm like taking on your anger. And this was something I had to learn. Sometimes you can't de-escalate people and you want to so bad. Mm -hmm. And it also becomes like, I want to be the person I'm this is just myself I don't know about you mm-hmm. like I want to be the person who can like fix this or fix them oh, yeah yes. I've always been like that even with my own sisters like oh I can figure out this problem I can fix them mm-hmm. but some and that's what I learned too working with like mental health is sometimes like de-escalate trying to de-escalate someone like Sometimes they just need to, like, freak out. Obviously, like, if someone's completely out of their mind, don't just be in the corner as the whole place burns. But sometimes you just have to let people freak out. It is hard, too, because I feel like right now everyone is looking for something to blame. Mm. And a lot of times if you're caught in the middle, then you become the thing to blame. Or if you're the most accessible thing, you become the thing to blame. Well, this has been a very good discussion, in my opinion, about yoga and then into 
stress and anxiety about the world. So Joanna, do you have, I, you, I didn't ask you to prepare this or anything, but do you have any resources where people who are beginners at mm-hmm. yoga can go online, do some yoga or learn some yoga at home while they are in uh, this pandemic? Yoga with Adrian is just good, like, if you're not into any of the weird spiritual <laughs> aspect of it, or she has all different levels. Yoga Bird is, like, a good stretching, and it can be overwhelming. Just see if you know, like, if you're the kind of person that your mind gets very distracted and maybe you need a yoga practice that's more of, like, Jess is into dancing, so she wants yoga to be more of a dance to her. I'm more, I need it to be more nature and spiritual. Paige is probably going to need more of a restorative yin. Maybe you need like a hot yoga. Maybe you like are a a type A person and you just need to release. The intensity. Maybe you just need a vinyasa, a flow. So kind of you know yourself better than I do. Find your yoga style. Yes, I like that. Well, hopefully this inspired you to try some style of yoga. I've been inspired to go home, turn my lights off, and just yes. dance in the dark. <laughs> Next Thursday, we're going to do dark yoga. That sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a great idea, though. Yeah, let's do it. You can be the world's premier dark yoga instructor. Yeah, so it'll just be like a shadow. I'll just be like a shadow. You won't, you don't even show up. That's the key. It's like... <laughs> To our monthly meetings. Oh, my. So join us next Thursday in a dark room and do yoga. There will be salt lamps. Yes. That's it. That's our only light. Salt lamps. Or if you don't have salt lamps, you can do a candle. So thanks. glow sticks. (laughs) Glow sticks. Your favorite light source. Yes. So as always, thank you for joining us. And remember to endeavor together and embrace the camaraderie. It's okay. It's okay, everyone. It's not okay.